I'm Alyssa. I'm Alyssa. And I'm not Alyssa. This is 52 Women, the podcast for the Montgomery County chapter of the National Organization for Women. And we're all pretty pissed right now. (laughs) (laughs) Super pissed. Super, super pissed. Um, It's been a pretty rough week here in, I mean, the country. We'll We'll just be really broad. Um, we're going to cover a few things tonight, starting with the happiest news, which is healthcare. <laughs> <laughs> so the Senate released their healthcare bill on June 22nd, and it's essentially meaner than the House bill in a way. Um, we're going to focus really on what could happen in Maryland just to be a little specific, because Maryland's a little less terrible than the rest of the country. So, in the bill, there I mean, the biggest thing are the Medicaid cuts, and they're not just trying to roll back Medicaid pre-ACA. They're trying to roll back Medicaid to what they wanted to do in the 90s, which is drastically cut it in the next five to seven years, being very careful to avoid their election years. Um <laughs> Because Newt Gingrich is back. It's yeah. 2017. <laughs> Newt Gingrich is back. Good news. Everybody is back. Um, and if they succeed, it puts about 1 million people in Maryland at risk. And that includes 300,000 that were newly covered because of the expansion. Um, they're also trying to defund Planned Parenthood for air quotes a year. But I don't believe that it'll just stay a year. Oh, just in case anybody who's listening doesn't know about Planned Parenthood, will you explain why it's not, like, they say defunding, but they don't actually mean defunding. It's not like there's money going to Planned Parenthood that they're taking away a chunk of money. Right. So what they're trying to do is they would make Planned Parenthood clinics ineligible to to get funds for Medicaid. So Planned Parenthood wouldn't be a Medicaid provider. So if you have Medicaid, you can't go to Planned Parenthood and use it on your insurance because the government would just won't reimburse them. So they'll remove them from the Medicaid plan. So Planned Parenthood re- just gets reimbursed like any other yeah, it's doctor's like, office. It's like a doctor's office. It's like a clinic. It's like a hospital. It's a total normal health provider. It just happens to be called Planned Parenthood. Um, the good news is in Maryland that this past year the state legislature voted and it became law without Hogan's signature because he had a veto-proof majority that the state of Maryland funds Planned Parenthood if the government, the federal government votes to take it off the Medicaid list. The state of Maryland will cover it for people in Maryland, clearly. Yeah. Um, for those who and the other thing in the bill is that they're letting states waive or get rid of the essential health benefits which is pretty women-centric it's maternity care it's birth control it's well visits it's a lot of mental health care um a lot of the treatment for the massive opioid crisis that's in this country right now and a lot of those things drastically affect women more than they affect men um so yeah, happy news. Yeah, super happy. <laughs> um I did uh be, due to EB2's suggestion the other day, I did listen to the Pod Save the People ca- podcast with Andy Slavitt where he 
suggested if you have two Democratic senators like Maryland does and a Republican governor to call your Republican governor. So I did that. Um, and <laughs> how, how'd it go? Yeah, tell us about what Oh Hogan my said. God. So Hogan hasn't made a statement, or as of the other day, he hadn't made a statement. And so I called and I was like, hey, um, full, you know, full disclosure, I'm a Democrat. I'm worried about health care. Hogan hasn't really said anything, and this could cost the state of Maryland a lot of money. Where does he stand? And the chipper, like, super happy person all of a sudden wasn't so happy, and he was like, he hasn't made a statement. I was like, oh, I, that's cool. Like, do you know <laughs> Do you know when he's, he plans on making a statement? No. No, I don't. Silence. It's like, okay, have a great day. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was helpful. And then today I decided to call our senators because call volume... Um, Do you want to say who our senators are? Yes. All senators, Ben Cardin and Chris Van Hollen. Um, call volumes are apparently down to pre-election level, so I figured I'm just going to call them and be like, thanks, because both have come out and said, this is atrocious, we're not voting for it. Um, I got a voicemail at Van Hollen's office, because full disclosure, I called at like 6.30, so yeah, I wasn't going to talk to anybody. Um, but I just left a voicemail and I was like, thanks. Appreciate, you know, you standing up for this, keep up the good work. And then I called Ben Cardin's office and someone answered. And, you know, I think it's important to say thank you because these people are fighting every day. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And apparently they don't mind if you call and say thank you. You know, they like to hear from, from constituents. And I asked the staffer, I was like, what, what can we do? Can we do anything? Like, you know, is the senator recommending anything? I know he's doing what he can. And she said that the senator was asking people to call Republican senators in other districts, um, even though they might not listen. But this is kind of beyond beyond our beyond the state level at this point, because they're trying to make massive changes to a system that could affect everybody. Um, so figured it was worth a shot. And I know when like. Not not on healthcare, but I could see it happening on healthcare. I know that when we when my I have kids and my family and I were making summer travel plans, and um, we had thought about going to Asheville, North Carolina, to the Smoky Mountains, and we decided not to because of the horrendous things that North Carolina has been doing around um, LGBTQIA rights, and. My husband was the one who actually suggested, he was like, you should call their offices and say, we, we're planning our summer vacation. We were going to come spend money this summer, but and we decided not to. Um, and there are some people, a lot of people vacation in Maine. Yeah. You know, why not call and say, look, I, I, I don't want to give money to an economy that um, whose budget isn't going to include the most vulnerable people in the state. And there are other places I can go, and there are other things I can do. I don't, I don't know that it helps, but it can't hurt, and it actually yeah. gives you a leg to stand on beyond just I'm a Democrat calling from a yeah. state with two Democratic senators. Maybe just you know you're losing my business the same way you would with a store or anything else. You're losing my business because you're doing something that is so hideous to people that I cannot, in good conscience, spend money in in your state knowing what and I, you're doing. 
and I just found this list, um, Consumer Health First, and we can post it with this episode. There's 14 senators who are most likely to vote no on this bill. Um, Dan Heller from Nevada has already come out and said he's not supporting it. He can't support it. But Pat Toomey from Pennsylvania is on the list, and, you know, it's our neighbor. Like, I think the Mm -hmm. argument you just gave, like, I'm not going to come spend money in Pennsylvania might be a nice nice swaying point, especially if he's already on the fence. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And a lot of our neighbors are – West Virginia is a great example of one of our neighbors that's undergoing a major crisis when it comes to opioid use and addiction and um, these – this healthcare bill would drastically, drastically cut the um, resources that the state has to deal with that. And um, I think that's that's valid too. Look, we don't, you know, we want to make sure those people are getting the help they need. We want to understand that we're lucky in Montgomery County that we haven't seen the same uptick that some other places have seen with regard to that crisis. And, and we want to keep it that way. Yeah. Even in West Virginia, they have a Democratic senator who is pretty conservative. Yeah. So Mansion, just, yeah. Be, yeah, just because someone... Uh, is not in the Republican Party doesn't mean they might not vote along with them. So yeah. Although so far he says, so far he, Schumer Schumer says he's in, and you know he's not going to vote against it. He's in with the Dems, and he says he is. Who knows what can happen? Yeah, but we can still pressure him for sure. Yes, hold him to that. And and I forget the woman's name. Who's the other senator from Lisa Murkowski or no from no from West Virginia? Caputo. uh, Caputo. I'll look it up. Anyway, yeah, yeah. just have her. She she's definitely on the fence. She is a part. She is on that list. Yeah, she is definitely on that list of um, Senator Shelley Moore Capito. Yes, she is on the list. Um, Murkowski Heller and Dan Heller is Nevada, and he they say is the most vulnerable for 2018 because he's in a district that. He, um, holy went for Hillary Clinton, like and somebody just announced. Somebody Dan just announced, I forget who, but it's someone, it's not, like, someone random. It's someone who actually could put up a fight, too, who's going to run against him. And I was listening to a podcast yesterday where she was talking, yes, but it's someone with a lot of, like, Democratic backing behind her. Yeah. Um, so he's in jeopardy, and he knows it. Um, Senator from Bill Cassidy from Louisiana, if anyone's a fan of New Orleans and wants to, like, hold that mm. over their head. <laughs> You know, but they're, they're Jackie Rosen. Jackie yeah. Rosen is who's going to run against Dean Heller. She's a she's a representative for no, in Nevada right now. But we can we can post this list, and it also helps if you have friends and family in these locations. Have them call because they are going to have a little bit more um, pull. more pull if they say, "Hey, I live in your state and I pay taxes. Vote against this crap." Yeah, <laughs> and I think it's I think it's something we talk about. Um, in a more general sense of if you if you have privilege, trying to leverage that privilege in in a way that would help somebody else. Um, we're so fortunate to live where we live and to feel secure. And when all this craziness is going on in the world, I know the three of us, and I've had this discussion with other people too, every time we talk about how crazy things are getting, someone always says, thank goodness we live in Maryland. Thank goodness we live where we live. Mm-hmm. And... Um, that's true, but A, it's, anything could change at any time. We need to be vigilant. And B, we need to make sure that we're, we're leveraging that privilege to help other people. 
So we'll we'll keep you posted on this glorious, glorious news. Hopefully yeah. it gets better. Um, they they want to vote on it. Mitch McConnell, turtle in chief, wants to vote on it by, <laughs> by next week. So we'll see what happens. Um, but on, can you talk about the contraception? Oh, the contraception. Yes. So the other thing about, um, good thing about Maryland is Maryland passed the Contraceptive Equity Act. So in the Affordable Care Act, there is a mandate that um, insurance companies must cover contraception copay-free. Um, it must be part of the plans. It's not an option. It's an essential health benefit. So Maryland just passed a law in 2016, I believe, the Contraceptive Equity Act, which... I think it was even more recent than that, maybe. No, but it, it's a it's a state law. So any um, insurance plan that wants to sell in Maryland needs to cover contraception. And it actually goes beyond the federal standards where it not only covers birth control pills, it also covers vasectomies uh, with no copay, that sort of thing. So it's another way where we're protected in Maryland. But again... Um, I'm not exactly sure how how permanent that is. You know, if Hogan could just undo it, if he wanted to undo it. I mean, he did sign it, but I don't know if he signed it because he had pressure or a veto-proof majority or what. Um, you were totally right, and I was totally wrong, and I like to admit when I'm wrong. Oh, May 10th, 2016. Totally right. Was when that Goes passed. into effect next year. Yeah. yeah. January 1, 2018. Um... This whole past year has gone by so quickly, I feel like. With all that's going on, it blurs mm-hmm. together. 2016 yeah. and 17. Yeah. Yeah, two, 2017 feels like we're in, like, dog years at this point. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, 2016 seems so, so far away. Yeah. I'm like, six months ago, I wasn't waking up with nightmares. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I think that's why it's good to, to like, okay, so, so say we call Hogan's office. Mm-hmm. Tell me what I say. Let's pretend, let's do a pretend call. Bring, bring. <laughs> Hi, you've reached Governor Larry Hogan's okay. office. Hi, uh, my name is Jenny Rose and I'm a constituent in the state of Maryland and I wanted to voice my concerns about the recent health care legislation that the Senate passed. Uh, Governor Hogan already made a statement about that. He said it's not going to work for Maryland. So that's great, and I really appreciate that he made a statement, but I really need him to, like, elaborate on that and really make us understand that he understands how it's not going to work for Maryland because he's kind of waited a long time to come out, so I'm not sure that, that we really believe him, and the state really needs for him to be behind this since we could lose billions of dollars and thousands of people could lose coverage. Really back me into a corner, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> gonna write this down. <laughs> Usually, they have a tally sheet, right? Yeah, like they that, do. Yeah, that's what happens. So even, and we can type out bullet points, and it's awkward. It's weird. Like I don't like talking to people I don't know. So this experience, but you just did a great job on that fake one. Well, thank you. Why? Well, she put you on the spot, right? Yeah. <laughs> so you know, it's just these people are generally really, really nice. Like the people who pick up the phone at these offices, they're. They're very, very polite. I mean, the worst experience I had the other day was him, like, being like, no, he, he had to make a statement yet. They're not nasty. They're not going to yell at you. And they have to write down what you say. So, you know, just stumble through it. I'm sure 
It, it's fine. And he works for you. He works for us. Yeah. Um, he's up for re-election in 2018, which we'll have a lot to say about mm-hmm. in the run-up. Um, but it doesn't hurt to remind them that you know that he's up for re-election in 2018. Um, and if you are waking up with nightmares every day <laughs> of 2017, um, sometimes it helps to take action, feel like you're a part of things, feel like you're doing something, and that would definitely be doing something helpful. It's it's a it's a safety net beyond what happens at the national level. Yeah. Making sure that Maryland is safe. Yeah. Takes away the powerless feeling these days. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So on to our next happy subject. Um, <laughs> such a happy podcast. Uh Bill Cosby is taking the show on the road, you guys. He's taking his show on the road, and and, and we're gonna get arrested. So that's yeah, we're <laughs> we're almost, we're kind of rooting for him to take the show on the road to Montgomery County, so that our action Maryland. item can be meet us within driving distance. somewhere around I don't here. Go to the Eastern Shore. No, that would be. But, he's he's not going to the Eastern Shore. Yeah, but maybe Baltimore, DC, DC. Yeah, oh yeah. They just took his face off the wall. Yeah, off yeah, Ben Chilly. Chilly. <laughs> Yeah, good on Ben Chili Bowl. Yeah, man, they put Van Jones up there. I love that guy. Yeah. Um. Love Harvey. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he's taking a show on the road. Uh, Alyssa, I feel like you have a good rant. You don't want to rant? I'm, like, so infuriated. I can't have words right now. But I can come up with some. Um, I just don't understand what kind of... Like, I don't understand the audacity. Somebody who admitted to drugging women has over 50 accusers, got off on a mistrial. Now he's going to go around and basically teach people how to avoid getting convicted for sexual assault. Not just people. Married men. Married men and and athletes. athletes. Yeah, married men and athletes. Because we're always after your money. That's really what this is about. Yeah. I just can't... I... I, I'm like flabbergasted at the just I I can't handle it. Someone else talk right okay, now. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> we hate Bill Cosby. Oh yes, we do. He's he's just absolutely <laughs> done for to us, and we we do hope that he comes somewhere nearby so that we can get arrested protesting him. In a peaceful him. protest. Yeah, peaceful totally peaceful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just clarify that yeah. since we're being recorded. There will, be, there will be no violence. We <laughs> Zero will, violence. There will be no violence. We will just be probably obstructing traffic or something. Right. <laughs> no, I'm not going to doing serious time for Bill Cosby. No, no, no. no. That's no. not happening. For the life. No, no, no. <laughs> obstructing traffic. Ob- yes, exactly. <laughs> Um, so I just wanted to swing back to what I brought up last week, um, a little bit, but let me, let me, uh, do a little preamble here first, because we want to keep you up to date. Um, even though the legislative session in Maryland is not going to start again, um, until after the new year, I just want to keep you up to date so that you know where we're, where we're headed as a chapter, um, what's on our to-do list, uh, 
Larry Hogan's reelection is on our to-do list. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bill Cosby protesting is on our to-do mm-hmm. list. Bill O'Reilly. Bill O'Reilly. Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> any, any, really, anyone named Bill, just, <laughs> yeah. just stay away from the state of Maryland. Yeah. Any Bill, any any kind of sexual... Healthcare Bill, Bill yeah. Cosby, yeah. <laughs> Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> <laughs> Bill O'Reilly. All, all Bills. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. stay clear today. Um... But so I wanted to keep you up to date. I read. I I'm gonna. We're gonna post some articles. There's one on BuzzFeed today, um, that relates to this. It's it's it happened in Alabama, um, but I'll just They're give you progressive the progressive state. Right? Yeah, super progressive. A uh, young woman named um, Megan Rondini, who was um, doesn't doesn't matter that she was a great student and a wonderful person, but she was according to her family, a great student, a wonderful person. doesn't matter because no one's allowed to do anything to you that you don't want, no matter what kind of person you are. Um, the, the gist of the story is that she was out with her friends, a guy who had a lot of influence in Tuscaloosa, who had given a lot of money to the university, whose family um, owns a big company there, raped her. Uh, not only did the police not believe her because she had forgotten parts of it, super common, by the way, for people who've undergone trauma, um, to forget parts of what had happened. Her, she had blacked out, um, from drinking. She hadn't really had enough to drink to black out, so probably her drink was drugged. Um, when she got to the hospital they didn't have any nurses at the hospital near a university who had the special training you need when um, you're examining a rape victim and the police hadn't been trained in sensitivity so um, it's a long story you should read it it's painful to read but it's important Um, and she deserves for people to read her name and say her name and hear her story Uh, she ended up leaving school um and killing herself because her life just unraveled um, after this incident <clears throat> where she was raped and then not only raped but and not believed but accused of uh, when she tried to press charges in a civil suit was accused of stealing. She had taken $3 from the guy's wallet for a cab when she snuck out of his second story window after he passed out. Um, and anyway... It's, it's a story you should read. Um, in, in the state of Alabama, you have to prove that you have fought back uh, in order to be considered a victim of rape. The police officer noted to her in the initial conversation with her that she had not demonstrably fought back, and so he didn't really see how it was going to bring about a rape charge. Um, the state of Maryland, as progressive as it is, uh, just April 2017 um, uh, put through, well, they I guess April 2017 is the day that um, it was signed. They put through the um, a SB 217, which changes the state's legal definition of rape um, and they acknowledge that when you are being raped, it might be dangerous for you to try to fight back, and that that was no longer in the definition of rape that it had. You had to prove that there was physical resistance from the victim. 
Um, that just happened. We, we just changed that rule. Are obviously archaic. Um, and just, again, the, the law that's going to come up, um, hopefully in the next session, that they've tried to get through, correct me guys, nine times? Yep, yep. Nine times. Um, denying parental rights to men who have raped a woman and the pregnancy is a result of that rape. Um, denying parental rights to the rapist. Um, that's going to come back up in the next session. We're going to make sure that we're there to make sure that we're supporting NARAL Maryland and so many other groups that have been working so hard to get this bill through. And we're going to let you know what you can do. But in the meantime, if you felt like it, uh, you could look. We'll post the link, but you can also just look on the Maryland State Assembly uh, see who represents you at the state level in your district. It's very easy to find out. You put in your zip code, and, and it'll let you know. And just let them know that you've heard about this, that it's on your mind, and that you want to know what they're going to do to make sure that it makes it to the floor this time and gets voted on. Um, it's really important, and we're going to keep making sure that you know about it. Um, and then just to just to bring it back to a bit of Maryland, yeah, Maryland. So I recently watched the Netflix series that's on. It's called The Keepers. It's seven parts, and it is disturbing. There's a um, there's kind of two stories that dovetail. People start investigating a murder of a nun that happened in the 1960s, and as they're investigating amateur investigations because the cops had a dead end. It was a cold case. Um, they were like, oh, it was a robbery gone bad. Um, and then it comes out that in the 90s, women who went to this high school started to remember that they were repeatedly sexually assaulted and re- repeatedly by the counselor. The counselor would bring people in. It, it's very, very horrific. Um, it's very well done. Um, and it's done in a perspective where they never, ever question the women. So it's, it's, it's kind of fresh where we're seeing, like, Bill Cosby, this poor woman in Alabama. Like, no one's believing these women. Yeah. But this was filmed in a way where they take what the women are saying. And it's taken at face value. Um, and part of the one of the sub-stories of this documentary is two women tried to sue the priest who allegedly sexually assaulted them but the statute of limitations had run out so previously in maryland you if you were abused when you were a child you had seven years past your 18th year to file a suit and they tried to apply for an extension because they had just remembered because i guess when you go through a traumatic experience like this you tend to black it out like it's the way that your brain preserves your sanity um and back then they didn't call it ptsd but they had ptsd um but the judge didn't allow them to sue all this and then there was a delegate in maryland who he was a he was also a victim of sexual abuse when he was a child and he i think he tried four or five times but in 2017 he managed to get the statute of limitations extended from seven years post-18 to 20 years post-18. So now these people have 20 years to 
remember and get support and get resources and they can sue their accusers where it's not it's not criminal prosecution but there's some sort of recourse um but if you have netflix or the time i would recommend it just it's 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 hard but you know these women deserve to have their story told and they're i think they said there were 30 to 100 women, possibly more, that this one person assaulted. Hmm. 30 to 100? 30 to 100. Oh, so 30 to 100. Okay. But there could be more than 100 because, like, one of one of the women, and this, these interviews were happening in 2016, one of the women said, I didn't come out in the 90s because all of this was in the paper and my family was reading the paper and my family was like, they're just gold-digging whores. Like, nothing happened to them. They just want money. And so they don't know if how many women this happened to because women don't report because nobody believes them. Yeah. And if you come, we're going to talk about chapter business that next chapter upcoming events. Sure. If we, if you come to our, I just want to just, (laughs) if you come to our meet, our next meeting is July 12th. It's at seven 30. It's at the Rockville library in the first floor meeting room. Um, and I'm going to ha- I'll have some stickers that say trust women on them. Yeah. Can have one. Those. Yeah. Because we should do that. We really should. We really yeah. should. Um, part of the, part of the, um, Buzzfeed article, they were talking about how no one ever, and they were saying that the actual article said that, you know, sexual assault is not, any more overreported than any other crime. Um, and I've never, I don't know, maybe you guys have, I've never heard anybody say, what is with people always reporting robberies and lying about it? Yeah. yeah. Just to, you're just reporting that robbery to get attention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It never happens. It's just when it's women. It's just when it's sexual assault. It's just when you can say someone was asking for it. Some you know, in this yeah. case, it was they're just going after the church's money. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I have something that's not on our agenda, so I'm springing it on. Oh, is it happy? No. Okay. Oh. Um, <laughs> it's sort of related um, to what we're talking about because it's about violence against women. Um, it's an article in Time. Um, about the man who shot up the Republican uh, congressional uh, baseball practice. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's about how lots of mass shooters in America have a background and pattern of domestic violence. Um, so that we can post a link to that. But it's that guy, the guy who uh, did the Pulse nightclub shooting... Um, the man who shot up Planned Parenthood mm-hmm. in Colorado, um, the guy who shot people in the school in San Bernardino, um, they all had history of domestic violence, so maybe if we take women, uh, more seriously overall and, and respect the, them when they come forward, uh, or don't come forward, um, in cases of violence against them, maybe, you know, things would be better. You know, it would be such a crazy, this is such a crazy revolutionary idea, but maybe we shouldn't, 
effing give guns to people, to people who, who beat up women. Like, yeah. men who just said beat the word up you women. Yeah. Just go ahead. Just say it. Just don't <laughs> fucking give those dudes guns. Yep. Yep. Yeah. What the? Oh. Like, I'm pretty sure, I've studied enough history to be pretty sure that if you had, like, George Washington and Thomas Jefferson, and you, like, you, like, explain to them, this is all these things this person has done, included, like, like, violence against all of these people. Do you think they should have a gun? Pretty sure they would be like, eh, no. Like, <sighs> I get the Second Amendment and gun rights and all that, but... These people are committing violent crimes, and we're we're we're, yeah. we're giving Rewarding them, them with yeah. violent weapons. <laughs> yeah, no one's Where hunting with a semi-automatic weapon. They're not going hunting with that. That's not for sport. No, and it's not even a handgun that you keep by your bedside if you feel you need it for protection. Right. You know, like, and even all those, if you have a history of abusing someone. And you cannot keep your damn hands to yourself. Then what will make you keep your gun to yourself? Clearly, it's not working. It's not working. Yeah, let's just kill everyone. Oh, you know, who cares about beating up your wife? You know, that's your your domestic problem not that is but that's it's like the same thing that we say when when women i mean this is not montgomery county specific but when women when genital mutilation happens mm-hmm. and there are people who say it's cultural i don't, you don't understand mm-hmm. right yeah, but i mean everywhere. but specifically yeah. they Didn't they use someone, the doctor just get near here yeah yeah like michigan or something oh yeah, yeah. but i mean they they specifically say cultural when they're yeah. talking yeah, about yeah yeah i mean it's it's the same thing as that's their marriage, that's yeah. their dynamic, that's yeah. their... Um, and we can post with this. I posted the other day, actually, when um, the shooting happened, I think. Um, I tweeted out the link to the numbers in Montgomery County. If you are a victim of domestic violence or you know somebody yes. who may need help um, that are not 911... Obviously, 911 is a great number to use if, if you're in imminent danger, but these were numbers, um, people who can help you get out of the situation, mm-hmm. people who can um, find you a safe place to be. That's because th- that's another thing where, like with healthcare, where we think about healthcare affecting a certain group of people mm-hmm. and it affects all of us. And we think, you know, violence against women affects rich women, it affects poor women, it affects black women, it affects Hispanic women, white women, Asian women, trans women, gay women, straight women. It affects everybody. And and we have to make sure that we're watching out for each other. And just to go back to health care, to tie it all up with this, um, a lot of the funding that's cut is for mental health. And one of the first things Congress did when the new Congress was elected was Mm -hmm. remove the... There was a ban on your being able to purchase a gun if you had a certain mental health um, issue. Yeah, they took that away now. Mm -hmm. So there will be less treatment for mental health and more More access to guns. So, woo! And I'm sure less treatment for women who are abused, and I'm sure less treatment for men who are abused, chronic abusers. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yes. And if there's... Pre, I don't know. It just all goes back to it. If there's pre, if there's 
a woman is being beaten up while she's pregnant and she is not getting regular prenatal checkups because they're attacking maternity care, then there's no way for the doctor to see the signs of that. If a woman is being abused and she can't, you know, sometimes women who are abused don't go to the doctor because they don't right. want it to be noticed. But, but pregnant women have to, have to go to, to the doctor. doctor. Um, and because it's not their own, they're not sacrificing themselves when they don't go. They're sacrificing the health of the child. Um, so there's no chance for that to get caught in a prenatal visit if you can't afford prenatal visits. And they're not covered by your insurance. Mm-mm. Do you have anything happy to talk about? I can give the you retreat a, is in the retreat. <laughs> I can give you a positive from the health care bill. There was one positive. What is the positive? They are not so the House bill got rid of the the um, pre existing coverage. So the Senate bill keeps they have to cover pre existing conditions and they cannot charge you more for pre existing conditions. But they can put lifetime caps, right? Mm, yes. Yes, they can put lifetime caps. But I think that's a State. Oh, okay. That's, that's a state. A, I think that's a state determined. The lifetime caps are a state determination because you know states' rights. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Call Larry Hogan, and also, we're not going to reelect that guy. I can. I can give you his phone number if we want to make it easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And actually, put. You know what? Um, do you have it in your? Do you have it in your phone? Yeah. Jenny Rose has like everybody's <laughs> number in her phone. And it's actually a great idea because the other day we were texting, the three of us were texting about this, and Jenny Rose was like, oh, well, you know what? I'm sitting in traffic right now, and I have that number programmed into my phone. And she dialed it up and called from her car while she was sitting in traffic. So there's a benefit to having it programmed into your phone. Yeah, I mean, I I did it when I have the House members in my phone, I have the governor, I have the Senate, and I also have my state reps, my Maryland state mm-hmm. reps, because... You know, we look at what's going on in the state legislature and it kind of gets rid of an excuse. You know, I have the number like it's two buttons and I just put it on speaker in my car and I feel like I'm doing something while I'm wasting my time on 95. So I agree. I should start doing it in front of my kids and like let them know that I actually call and set a good example so that it's part of their. I'll do it in front of my dog. It's a great idea. <laughs> mm-hmm. Have your have your kids. Did he was take your daughter, your dog, I mean your dog to work day? Was it really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dang, I left her at home all day. <laughs> Who knew? What's Larry Hogan's number? Oh, <laughs> oh, I thought we were going. So Larry Hogan's number. Um, so there's two numbers. The one uh, is four one zero nine seven four three nine zero one, and then there's another one that is one eight hundred eight one one. Eight three three six. I've used both. I think just if one's busy and you know you live in you have a four one zero cell phone, maybe you use that one. But um, both of them work, and they both go to the same place. Awesome. And call him. Get your kids to call him. I should get use my kids child to call guilt. Him. My kids made awesome signs for some of the marches downtown. They really did. They're into it. Woman of the week. We chapter chapter news. Cha- oh. We talked about that. Yeah, oh. July 12th. July 12th, Rock the Library. Happy hour, July 19th, TBD. TBD. Right? Yeah. TBD. It'll be it'll be awesome, and it'll be someplace fun that is not currently closed. Yeah. <laughs> and and we'll have more exciting stuff. We know summer's a busy time, but mm-hmm. in the fall, we'll have some more ways to get involved um, yeah. beyond just the action items. So... EB1 is going to the National Now Conference. I am Tell us doing about it. it. Yeah, so 
The conference is June 30th through July 2nd. It's in Orlando, Florida. I might try and do some woman on the street interviews while I'm there and just yeah. talk to some random people. She's at the definitely you're definitely she's definitely live tweeting it to us so we can no, hear all about it. Or live texting. texting. Oh, yeah. yeah, not yeah, tweeting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Our group our three person group text is like Twitter to me. Yes, it is. Yeah. I know how to use it better than I know how to use Twitter. <laughs> no hashtags. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So tell about now because it's different from other nonprofits. Yeah. So now is a democratically run organization, um, which means we elect our president and vice president every four years at the national conference. And anyone who is, has been a member for at least 90 days and attends the national conference can vote for the president and vice president. So we're going to be doing that by the time you're listening to this later this week. There are two slates of people running. The first is Tony Van Pelt. She's running for president and her vice president candidate is Gilda Yazzie, and the other presidential candidate is China Fortson Washington, and her vice president candidate is Monica Weeks. After the conference, we can give you an update, let you know who won. And what else? Ha- like, are there speakers? What else happens at the conference? Yeah, there are different workshops. Um, there are plenary sessions. What's a plenary session? It's basically a session where any like everyone who's attending can go oh. um, and learn about stuff. So it's not you're not divided up into different workshops. Oh, cool. Um, so yeah, and it's be, the conference is every year and voting every four years. So yeah, like next com- year you could go to the conference. It would be all this stuff minus the voting. Yeah. So last year the conference was in DC. Um, next year it's this year it's in Orlando. Next year it's going to be in the San Francisco area. I really, um, think, I really think Montgomery County now should represent it, that one. Yeah. San Francisco? I want to eat some sourdough bread. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, yes to all of it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we will go to San Francisco. And the year after that, uh, I believe it's going to be in Minneapolis. So. Oh, okay. Minneapolis is a cool place. I've yeah. never been. Mall of America. No, I don't want to go there. <laughs> you do? It's crazy. I want to see the Mary Tyler Moore statue. Yeah, for sure. I and didn't yeah. see that when I was Throwing there. Throwing up her hat? Yeah. What Mary Tyler Moore show took place? No, no, no. I know that. Yeah. I just didn't go to that part of Minneapolis. I was at the University of Minnesota. Oh, yeah. Oh. But Minneapolis was a cool town. Yeah. yeah. So I want to get a, a hat and throw it up. That sounds great. Next to the statue and have someone take a picture of me. I was That's say, just clearly like, we have to take a picture. A of lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I want to do. Sounds awesome. Yeah. So. All right. Yeah. Good update. Thanks. Can't, can't wait to hear about it. Yeah. I really we, hope. I really hope people let you interview them. Yeah. I'm really just, into that. I'm just oh, stick my speaking of interviews, we're like some of these podcasts are going to have some interviews. We hope. Yes. Yeah, true. Just FYI. I've, yeah. a, I've already had one volunteer. Yeah. Um, if we ever want to interview a social worker, we can have a call-in guest. Yeah. Oh, call-in. My, my yeah. best friend, shout out, because she listened to the podcast last night. Oh, she's good friend. A, yeah, she's a, um, she's a social worker, and she lives up in Jersey, but she's like, if you ever want to have a call-in guest as a social worker, let me know. Mm-hmm. She could definitely do some of the research for us, for sure. She, 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 she would know all the she answers. She knows some stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We wouldn't have to Google so yeah, much. She's, yeah. So, <laughs> could happen. Yeah. We have some other people. Yeah, we yeah. got some. We've got some ideas, but just just so yeah. everyone knows. Yeah. 
break it up a little from our talking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes we get annoying. Slash. By we, I mean me. Mm-hmm. I say um and uh and I feel like so, it's a different A word, uh, but it's awesome. Not annoying. No, I listen to this podcast numerous times, <laughs> and I annoy myself. <laughs> so... Uh, I'm going to respectfully disagree with you there. All right. Well, I think you're great. Yes. Um, and I, I think lo- you're great. just love your name. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Are we ready for... Do we want yes. to intro why we picked this specific woman yep, over the week? I got one. Yep, 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 yep. Okay, so this... Uh, the inspiration for this particular woman came from a certain... Um, Man named Donald. Potus. I was going to say, uh, air quotes again, leader. Yeah. <laughs> from a, from another rich dude who sexually assaulted a woman and got away with it. Woman. Brad? Woman. Yeah. Women. 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 But women who we have on tape, him talking about a, wo- a woman. Yeah. Who yeah. he sexually assaulted. Yeah. yeah. So because of the Russian no, investigation. sounds like I'm soft with Donald Trump. Hey, nobody, guy. Nobody in this room, including the two cats, they're soft on Donald Trump. No. You're all not soft on Donald Trump. All pussies in this room. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> oh my god. So, because of his repeated reference to the Russia investigation as a witch hunt, which, you know, we've had in this country and across the world where people actually died. I think they, there still are some in, in other places. Witch hunts? Women, yeah, yeah, women who are yeah, accused of being witches yeah. and, yeah. So, um, in uh, deference to them, we chose Sarah Osborne, who was uh, a victim of the Salem witch trials. Which are real witch hunts, yeah. where you actually yeah. die instead of just being annoyed and tweeting yeah. about it. Yeah, being annoyed that people are investigating you for legitimate reasons. Um, so, yeah, we're talking about Sarah Osborne, who was born... Sometime around 1643 in Salem Village, Massachusetts. So Sarah Osborne was married to a man and had uh, children with him prior to his death. Back then, women couldn't own property. So when her husband died, he left the farmland he had to her um, with the caveat that their two sons would inherit it and take it over when they became old enough. But after her first husband's death, she married a man named Alexander Osborne, um, who was an Irish immigrant, an indentured servant. So when she married him, that caused a whole big ruckus um, and started lots of rumors and gossip around town. And what eventually fueled even more of that was when Alexander, at some point, took legal action to have the farmland either transferred to him or possibly Sarah. It's not really clear. Um, Instead of um, Sarah's two sons, which was definitely not something that was done at the time. So people, people, they definitely stood out and were the uh, the subject of, of town talk. And anyway, uh, cut to the 1690s. um, People were still talking about her and her husband. Um, um, But at the time, Sarah, at the 90s, Sarah was um, ill and bedridden, and she stopped going to church, which, tisk tisk, not supposed to do. 
Um, back then, of course, you can, you know, not go now. But back then, um, that was uh, another controversial thing that she did. Early in 1692, um, some girls around Salem Village started behaving weirdly, having seizures and and going into trance-like states. And they were taken to a local reverend who didn't find anything wrong with them, so he concluded it must have been the devil's work. Um, which I don't know about you guys, but that's my when, first reaction. Yeah, well, I mean, he was a reverend, not a doctor. So <laughs> yeah, that's your first problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I mean, um, is this Mitch when, McConnell's healthcare bill or yeah. 1690s? Okay. Yeah, I, I, that's just like the first thing I, I immediately do is blame the devil when kids are acting out. Um, you know, not just them just being crazy kids, but it's obviously the devil. There there was all this controversy. They were trying to find out how the devil was influencing these kids in, in Salem. Um, and the girls eventually gave in, and they accused three women of being witches. Um, one was Sarah. One was... Tituba? I don't know if I'm saying Tituba. that. Tituba. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, Tituba. everybody she else was, she was knows not. how to pronounce it. I just Tituba. Was go she, with it. She was a Native American. She was, yeah, she was yeah. not. Who yeah. was also a slave in yeah. one of their family's houses. Um, and the third one was Sarah Good. And they were the first three people um, to be accused of, of witchcraft or practicing witchcraft. Um they had a warrant go out for their arrest on February 29th, 1692. When Tituba was being questioned after her arrest, she accused both the Sarahs of harming the children, and um, although she confessed to the devil part, um, so she's like, yeah, I'm good with the devil, but not <laughs> with her, her like harming children. Um, you gotta have boundaries. I mean, yeah. <laughs> kind of same. Okay, so there was the, that, that was her story, and then Sarah Good, during her testimony, uh, eventually accused Sarah Osborne of practicing witchcraft, and Sarah Osborne was told this during her questioning. The people prosecuting them were trying to like get her to confess slash accuse other people um but during her questioning she refused to point the finger at either of the other two women she repeatedly during her questioning denied hurting or harming the children in any way or working with the devil and then she in between the time she was arrested um, and the time she died, um, she was kept in a jail in Boston. She never actually got to go to trial because she died shortly after she was arrested on May 10th, 1692. Apparently, she died alone and not being trusted by anyone, um, which is a fun way to go. Yeah, so, and I guess she really was sick. That really was, I yeah. mean, right? Like, she wasn't going to church because she was sick. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, but there you go. So that's somebody who... So that's who, a real witch hunt. Yeah. yeah. Um, the other two women um, were killed for their witch, alleged witchcraft. Um, so 
Russia, not really the same. Not no. really the same. And no. also, let's all be Sarah Osborne's and not throw not other women under the bus. Yeah, yeah, man. We gotta get each other's backs every time. Yep. Healthcare, trusting other women on sexual assault and violence. Um, we gotta get each other's backs every time. Mm-hmm. Because clearly the, the men aren't helping. Yeah. So, well, they're not helping when they lock women literally yeah. out of the room for making decisions. Right, yeah. right. And they can't, we got to trust each other because it, it's great when they do the right thing, but we're not going to count on it. We're going to count on each other. And, and uh, yeah. Yeah. So, moral of the story be a Sarah Osborne. Be a Sarah Osborne this week. Really? I'm on yeah. it. I'll continue to harass my elected officials. Same. Just a don't let go carrying broomsticks because you never know. They might I turn on you and accuse you. That's I true. could see them thinking that would be some sort of a weapon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You also have a black cat. So. I do. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotta watch out. I'll tweet about her later. <laughs> she yeah. goes with the theme. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that was a good one. Yeah. I learned a lot. I'm learning a lot every week. Well, I don't, I don't know. Hopefully you are, too. Well. Everyone listening. Yeah. 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 Hopefully it's not just the three of us learning. So, hey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, all right. Well, I hope I hope everyone comes on the 12th, marks it on their calendar. Yeah. We need... Rockville to, Library. Rockville Library. First floor. <laughs> That's <laughs> the big trouble. We'll have it's so easy. We'll have you snacks. You walk in the door, it's on your right side. You, you can yeah. see it from outside the building. Totally. You'll see, yeah. see all of us chicks. And it's, <laughs> and it's accessible, yeah. and it's um, you can press the little library button on the meter, so it doesn't charge you. Although it's, that late, you might not even have to pay a meter anyway. Yeah, you do. You, you can yeah. validate your parking. Yeah. So you can park for yeah. free. Yeah. And it's two, two-ish blocks from the metro, so yeah. if you're a metro person and you... You you are like oh I can't come to a meeting. It's super close to the metro, so mm-hmm. yeah. Um, if you again would like to uh, go to our website, it's www.mcmdnow.org. It's MC for Montgomery County, MD for Maryland, now for National Organization for Women. Um, you can find us on social media: Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. MCMDNow. And tweet at us. Jenny Rose's cats just attacked each other. Um, you can tweet us uh, using the hashtag 52women. And let us know if you're listening to the podcast. Give us suggestions on what to talk about. Or questions you might need answered. Or anybody you want to hear from that we can maybe get in touch with. Yeah. Any final thoughts, Jenny Rose? I just... Call senators. Call call them all. Just call them all. <laughs> yeah. Even if, even if you just set aside a, a certain amount of time in your day that you can handle. Yeah. Call for that long, and and it's more than, more than a lot of people are doing. And you can even take the easy way out and leave a voicemail. Call at like seven o'clock in the morning or seven o'clock at night and leave a voicemail. It all counts. Yeah. Let's call one right now. You want who do you want to call? I don't know. Someone on your list of 14. Oh, all right. We can call it. Stay call tuned. Pat. Live Pat. action here Let's on 52 Pat Women. Toomey. Hold on. Pat Toomey. Me... Hey, what's up, Pat Toomey? He's in PA. He's in PA. Um, let me find out. Oh, hold on. 
And this link we're going to post, all you have to do is literally press call the senator now, and it does, you know, if you have a smartphone, it pops up and it says, hey, we're going to call. Thank you for calling the Washington, D.C. office of Senator Pat Toomey. Please note that your opinion is important to Senator Toomey, and any message about a particular issue will be relayed. Your patience is appreciated while we are on the phone with other constituents and experiencing an extremely high call volume. See? If you are unable to leave a voicemail at this time, please visit Senator Toomey's website, toomey.senate.gov. Nah, don't do that. Leave a more detailed <laughs> message through the email web form found under... We're going to leave a voicemail. Yeah, they don't, they don't read their emails. Hi! We are... I am... Uh, a resident of Maryland, a neighbor of Pennsylvania, and I was calling to ask that Senator Toomey vote against the, I believe they're calling it the Better Health Care Bill. Um, as a, res a neighboring resident of PA um, and a, you know, human, Ameri human American citizen, um, you know, this health care bill is going to do damage to millions of Americans, including, you know, people who live in our respective areas. And it would really be nice if you could vote no. Um, it would also kind of deter some of us living in Maryland from traveling to Pennsylvania and contributing to the economy if we knew that the legislators in the state weren't really supportive of, frankly, the weaker among us. So just wanted to pass that along and ask the senator, please consider voting no on this legislation. Um, thank you for your time and have a good night. So see, awkward, nice super Great awkward. Job. It is super awkward, <laughs> super especially when you accuse them of never checking your email or right at the beginning of the message. <laughs> it is better to call because I, um, you know what? I feel like it was Dan Pfeiffer, one of those guys on um, Pod Save America, who was talking about the the aides getting annoyed actually helps because they. Push. When they're when they, yeah they push yeah. when they're getting called more, um, they can delete an email, they can ignore a tweet. It's much harder to ignore a full voicemail box or a constantly ringing phone. Yeah, yeah, and it's the same with mailing things. Yeah. You know, they can always not check the mail or just dump the mail in the trash. But the phone, the phone is something that actively they have to do. They can't just not pick up the phone. So yeah. It's always better to call. And awkward. That was awful. Like, that was super awkward. You did a great did job. A Thank you. But you get the, you get the I almost screamed, do the right thing at the end. You <laughs> <laughs> sounded so I professional. I was on speaker phone. <laughs> <laughs> You're a human. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Well, we'll post some of these resources for you. And I'm super excited about women on the street at the NOW conference. Me too. Oh, yeah. And I'm super excited about, I don't know if we are getting it across, but we have a lot of exciting things coming at you um, in, in the near future and a lot of action items and we're ready to, we're pumped and we're ready to make some changes and make a difference in Montgomery County and just, we're really excited about it. So we we'll hope you guys are too. Pumped. Pumped. We gotta stay pumped. We gotta not get tired. We gotta, we gotta it is pace exhausting. ourselves. It's yeah. exhausting. So we gotta stay stay excited. I'm excited. Mm -hmm. so, <laughs> <sound> <laughs> <excited>. <laughs> On that note, we're gonna end now. Cheers. So goodbye. Bye. Bye guys. <laughs>